You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Well, great evening, great evening, great evening. Welcome to Tuesday. I am your founder and your host, Andre Ebron, of the Drawing Board Podcast. Listen, if you're tuning in via Facebook Live, give me just a second. I am sharing it out. Hold it, hold it, hold it. It feels like I'm (laughs) online again. Hold it. Let's see. All right. And it is shared. All right. So now that we've done that, let me welcome everybody again to Tuesday. And it is the middle of September. Can you all believe that we are in the middle of September? And uh, I can definitely say that although there have been some challenges, I am dedicated to learning something new every single day. And so I welcome to the show uh, this awesome man of God, uh, a prophetic and an apostolic voice. Uh, to the nations, please welcome to the show, Apostle Rodney. What's going on, sir? Hey, my brother. It's so good to be with you. I'm honored to uh, to be on your platform, man. I'm following you. I, I've enjoyed what you've been doing and what you're building and what you're creating, man. It's much needed. So thank you so much. Yes, sir. It is a pleasure. So I, I might as well, I have to give credit where credit is due. And so I want to shout out to Dr. Patrice yes. Johnson for the introduction uh, the awesome work that she is doing here in Metro Detroit uh, with Boys Hope, Girls Hope of Detroit, and yes. also just being a voice for justice, for equity, for diversity, for inclusion, and just willing to leverage her influence, her passion, her God-given calling to impact the lives of others. So yes. to Dr. Patrice, uh, shout out for this great introduction. We love, love you. It. And um, she told me when I first met her, she said, you got to meet Apostle Rod. You got to meet him. Uh, you know, she always said whenever we talk, because uh, she asked me one day, were we still in touch? I said, yeah, we definitely touch base. We follow each other. And right. uh, she says, yeah, you guys got to stay connected. I'm so glad that you stay connected. And, um, man, just really glad to have you on. Now, let me introduce uh, to some and present to others Apostle Rodney Savage is a strong apostolic voice to this generation. God raised him up to speak to the destinies of many and graced him with a transformational anointing. We're going to dive into that. Uh, That is evident by the renewed lives of those he leads and his very own. A pioneer, forward thinker, motivator, and solutionist are all attributes that make him a sought-out and requested mentor, advisor, speaker, and board member to various corporate and nonprofit organizations. You're putting in work, Doc. As I'm they say, you're put, putting in the work. You only live once, brother. You only live once. <laughs> okay, YOLO, shout it out. Did you put a hashtag on that, Apostle? That's right. Did you hashtag? All right. All right. Apostle Rodney has been in ministry for 21 years and has held the position where he currently serves as senior pastor and apostolic leader of Great Lakes Kingdom Ministry. You guys just celebrated 16 years. 16 years, a couple weeks guys out. Yes, sir, man. Listen, God is awesome. Yes. And uh, prior to full-time ministry, he worked in corporate America and was part of a Fortune 500 sales force. 
You hold two academic degrees in business and entrepreneurship, multiple certificates in sales, leadership, and management. This is what I love. When you when we got to this portion, it really speaks, man, to uh, the area that I believe. Uh, and some people have developed it as a niche market, but it's really just great community building. Apostle Rodney has a desire to see men transformed yeah. and experience the life God intended them to have. You are the founder of Man Zone. Yes. Man Zone. Created to enrich the spiritual, mental, and physical condition of men throughout the country. You travel through the country and abroad, preaching the kingdom agenda and establishing believers in present truth. Here's yes. a question I have for you. And of course, we're going to have to shout out uh, to co-pastor and first lady. We got to shout go. her out. Absolutely. Um, and the first question I'm going to have for you, Apostle, is what is the kingdom agenda? But let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. In 2008, you were ordained uh, before the church as an apostle of God by Apostle John Eckhart. Shout out to Apostle Eckhart. Uh, all of those, you know, if, hey, if you want to talk about spiritual warfare, getting some breakthroughs, yeah. Apostle Eckhart is your man. Uh, of church of the Crusaders Church in Chicago, Illinois, Impact Network. Here we go. Now, this is what I know, man, puts all the sauce and flavor in your life. Come I've been on. watching. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney married the love of his life for nearly 28 years and raised three now young adult children, along with three, four grandchildren who are making their own positive impact in society. Hey, yeah. man, I see you turn into a big pile of mush when I see you going out with your granddaughter, man. <laughs> when I, hey, listen. I love it. I can tell she runs the show. She runs um, the show. Totally, man. Totally. Yes, sir. And out of everything, man, and all of the work that you're doing, uh, it emanates me following you, man, from a very authentic place of who you are as just a man of God, who you Amen. are as a man. And what, what I love, man, is that um, it does not, um, you haven't become so staunch that your personality doesn't shine through. And when you read, when someone's been in ministry for as long as you have, having the impact that you have, the your your work in corporate America, um, but the way you love your family uh, says so much to me. So, man, when you talk about impacting lives and a kingdom agenda, can you define that for me? What is a kingdom agenda? Hey, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate appreciate uh, those those kind words, man. Because for me, it was about staying authentic staying genuine, uh, being who God created me to be and not changing and putting on some religious act in front of everybody else, man. So number one, I wanted to get to that about, about who I am and how I respond, and how I live my life. I think the kingdom agenda is about living free. Uh, it's about transforming uh, the power of God, the, the salvation uh, through Jesus Christ, transforming your life and setting you free. And from there, uh, taking taking possession of your family, taking possession of your, your marriage, taking possession of, of your community and transforming that through the love of God. I think the kingdom of agenda is about raising up men and women of God that can actually live transformed lives and not struggle year after year after year after year being a believer, being a Christian, but allow the power of God to simply uh, trans for transform their life because the kingdom the, the, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence taken by force. And so the kingdom is, the Bible talks about, it breaks in pieces 
every other kingdom in the book of Daniel. So the kingdom of God is so powerful. It has the ability to take a broken life, put it together and transform you to be successful and effective and impactful in marriage in fathering or mothering or parenting or in your relationships and live this life out through the expression of love, of joy, of happiness in Christ Jesus. So for me, I know that I said a lot and it can go many ways because the kingdom is expansive. It's too big to actually put a finger on. The Bible describes it as in a parable. When you find it, you go and sell everything that you have to purchase this because you want to make sure that you know that what I'm getting into, what I'm getting in the kingdom is more important than any and every thing that I have in my life that I can gain on my own. And so that kingdom agenda is the agenda that changed my life. Once uh, God gave me that revelation, our church is called Great Lakes Kingdom Ministry. Our women's ministry is called Kingdom Minded Women of Purpose. So everything had to have a kingdom uh, a dimension to it because the kingdom to me is about changing lives and we are part of the kingdom as kingdom citizens and not of this world for real. Absolutely. I, I love it. And I'm glad that uh, we, we began this journey in this conversation centered around kingdom. Uh, yes. because we are actually ambassadors of That's God's it. kingdom. And That's so if we, if we are ambassadors of his kingdom, then any earthly possession actually must be given to us uh, because we are here to fulfill the will of the king. That's it. And That's so it. When, pe- when people see us, uh, when we are, quote unquote, I know it's going to sound cliche, but it's real. Uh, when we are about our father's business, right. that he sends us in, in a direction where he's already made the provision. That's it. That, that That's important right there. When you said he sent us in a direction or he sent us in a place where he's already Provide and Mo- Moses didn't understand that when God sent Moses to talk to Pharaoh, Moses was thinking of his own earthly mindset of all the resources Egypt has, all the resources Pharaoh has, the army and the horses and the chariots. But he wasn't thinking the king of the kingdom has just sent you to possess the land. So I've, yeah. I've got I've got everything you need there. Everything when you speak, the earth, everybody's going to respond to you. And I, and I think you just you you hit it. When we're un- when we understand we are sent by God, Moses was sent by God. Apostolic simply means sent one. Jesus was an apostle. He was a sent one. God said, I sent my son. Jesus yeah. says, I must go and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Moses was sent. And so we understand when you're sent, it gives you that responsibility. It gives you that ability, capacity to understand that everything that I need, God will provide for me. And so I I think what you just said right there is the key to kingdom transformation and understanding you have not just been sent or born to be a member of a church, but you've been sent by God to live this life and represent him as ambassadors, as ambassadors of the kingdom. So, All right. Well, Apostle, I feel a prophetic pivot right there. And listen, and I feel like somebody's listening and they want to reclaim that personal power that they've given away to so many of life adversities. And I'm going to bounce past that in your court, man, to speak to them directly that are listening, that are saying, listen, I want to be an ambassador of his kingdom. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. But when you talk about fully exercising what God has called me to do, there's some timidity there. I want you to speak to that. Just go ahead and, and, and speak into yeah. their life. That's really good. I, I, was, I, would, I would speak to them in the area of understanding who you are that you have to accept that you, 
that God has placed something in you that no man can put in you. And, and, and when you understand that a part of accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior is accepting the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Holy Spirit is a sent one spirit. So that means it was sent to you to fulfill a purpose, to fulfill a destiny. And I think we've gotten it wrong in our generation because we accept the Holy Spirit and we just want to be members of the church or we just want to be believers. But we, we must become aware that we are sent by God to impact the earth, whatever sphere, sphere that we're in right now. So if you just got caught up to living a life, just being a believer and still having the enemy uh, have rule over you and still struggling in many areas of your life, let me let you know, just, just like Jesus sent the 12 and he sent the 70, and when the 70 came back, he said, demons, they were obedient, they listened to what we said. There's power when you become aware that you are a sent one. Now, I know everyone is not an apostle, but everyone can be apostolic in that nature that they understand that they were created with a purpose and, and, and being sent by God for, with a purpose. So I would speak to you and say, listen, God has placed something in you that only you can fulfill. And once you are exposed to that, no devil in hell can stop you. No devil, I'm telling you, nothing will, it will give you the ability to push past all opposition. You just have to ask God to open your eyes to the kingdom messages of the kingdom authority that's released in your life through salvation in Christ Jesus. Absolutely, man. I received that apostle. And uh, as believers, we fall in a couple of categories, don't we? Uh, yes. Whether it is sonship, uh, whether it is kingship, whether he has called us to be a priest. So it, it's right. son, king, and priest, right? Son, right. Holding, son holding no gender, right? So the earth exactly. is journeying for the manifestations of the sons of God. And, and the sons, he said, I gave you power to believe. As many as believed on him, he gave them yes. power to become sons, right? Yes. So we're believers. We walk yes. with him. We journey. He's called us to be kings and priests both a position of being submitted. We see Jesus Christ as the king priest. Right. Uh, we see that in David. We see that in, in a lot of the different ones, the types in the shadow of the Christ to come. And you know right. where else we see it, apostle? We Where's should that? see it in ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that, no, that's good, brother. I mean, because honestly, we're, we're doing pretty good on the priestly part. The priestly part, which allows us to worship to go to go before the Lord and worship that we we seem to do that pretty we like that part of the priestly part we love to lift our hands we love to go before the Lord because remember in the Old Testament only the high priest could go into the holies of holies so we we like now being able to go before the Lord but it's that kingly dimension that yes. that, that should cause us to rule to reign to take dominion to take possession of the land that is the aspect of the church that we have to now. Uh, bring balance to as kings and priests. There should be a do there, there should be a, 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 a dominion mandate in our lives as kings, where we take dominion over the things that, because of sin, have taken dominion over us. We go back and take dominion over everything that has took the. I mean, so so even when it comes to nicotine and drugs and cocaine, all of those things were created by God. 
for us to have dominion over. But since we failed, those things now have dominion Me. over us. And we have to take that kingdom dominion. That's that transformed life. And that's that kingly aspect of our life where we rise up and we rule and we reign over those things. And we have that dominion in the earth like God initially intended us to have. Oh, yes, sir. I love it. You call it dominion mandate. Yes. So we're, put, hey, we're putting it out there. Somebody put that in the comments, the <laughs> dominion mandate. And then uh, Apostle's going to develop that. And we're going to put a whole uh, curricula behind the Dominion mandate. And you That's see, I, just... <laughs> I love that about you, young man. I love yes, that about you, young guys. And listen, that's what Patrice, that's what Dr. Patrice did. Dr. Patrice would listen to me speak these messages and then go back and say, Apostle, that was good. And then two months later, she got a book. Man, I'm like, hey, hey listen, wait, wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> I love it, man. I never. Well, you know what? Listen. <laughs> I do the same thing to my pastor. So I'm sitting there listening and I'm gleaning and I'm getting that wisdom. And so this, so I, I, I'll share this now since we're in this space. Uh, okay. The way that I listen uh, when I'm listening to the word of God is I'm listening with my inner ear, which means I've already told my mind and my heart that whatever comes in, I immediately receive. Right. Amen. And so I'm listening, I'm listening with that inner ear so that the word takes root uh, before, because scripture yeah. says that the enemy comes immediately to try to steal the word. That's right. So the That's way right. that I have, I've already beat his, his methods, his methodia is, is I'm already totally, and I'm not saying this for everybody listening to everybody. I, I right. do this with my pastor because that's a trusted relationship. Exactly. So let me preface right. that. Let me preface right. that because I want to pause. For those who you have trusted to influence the outcomes of your life, for those who have been called to pastor and cover you, for yes. those who you sit under their ministry, okay? I'm saying listen to them that way. Right, right, good. I had, good. To, I had to pause there, Apostle. And when my heart is already receptive, it takes root. And the first thing I'm looking to do is how can I employ this wisdom that I've learned? Right, and right, as, right. I, as I put action to it, then God progressively begins to reveal to me how mm -hmm. that truth applies to my life. That's and then right. when I when once I get the revelation, not just the information, once I get the revelation, That's I'm like, it. oh, I got to share this out now because <laughs> there are things, apostle, especially because you operate in, in, in the realm and the rank of an apostle. There are things that you speak out over over the nation to build that it will literally take years for some people to unpack because the apostle goes ahead right. and sees right. the end of a right. thing and begins to build people. One thing that I love, man, is um, when you talked about the kingly portion, uh, which is not very often taught uh, in church. It's right, not very true. often taught. Uh, when we talk about being fruitful, multiply, subdue, replenish, take dominion. Like mm -hmm. before, when, when there was no separation between God and man, the thing that he told him to do was to rule. That's right. So exactly. now when, when, when Christ has broken down that middle wall of partition between us, and we have entered, there's no separation. The thing that we have to do is get the information to rule. Right. That's true. So, so here's what here's my here's my question to you. How do you carry that dominion, that kingship, and produce it, produce excellence in business? Talk to me about that because you've been able to do it. So talk to well, me about when you were working for a Fortune 500 company, you were top in sales, you yeah. were uh, acquiring certificates and, and degrees. Talk to me about how are you able to take those kingdom principles and apply them in what we would call, of course, in church, uh, marketplace ministry. 
Right, right, right. I like that. No, I like that. That, that, that. That's a great question as I think about that. Naturally, I'm competitive. Naturally, when God saved me, he did not remove that competitive nature to win. He, he yeah. didn't. It, it just, it made me hungry for, for success uh, and not in a boastful way, but to represent God in the right way, you know, just to represent God in the right way, to, to, to give God glory through my transformed life. And so I always wanted to win and always want to show up and be my best. And, and, and I needed that exposure because you can never reach a place that you haven't seen or, or you haven't even been shown. So exposure is really great. And I love what you do because on your platform, you, you, you allow folks to come and you expose your viewers and your listeners to, to, to things that can inspire their life. Because it can take, the, the, when you were talking about words, and the Bible says words are spirit and they're yeah. life. And yeah. so when you, when you hear them, you have to be exposed to a, a person, a place, or an event that, that inspires you or that exposes you to something that you can now grab on to and say, okay, this is what I want. And I had I had one one man George Powell. He was actually in in sales, and he saw me and he said, "Brother, you would be good in sales." I was like, "I don't have any experience at all." But he would see me teach Bible study. He would see how diligent I was in studying the Word. He was like, "Man, you would be good at that." And so when I went to interview, I sat down with the, a Fortune 500 company, and he's looking at my resume. He's like. Really, you don't have any experience. <laughs> and I was like, experience? I, I told him this. And we went through the first interview. And I made it to the second interview. And he said, you know what? I'm intrigued with you because you've never done this, but you talk at, like you're confident that you can do this. I said, I guarantee you this because I know who my father is. I didn't tell him I knew who my father was. But this is the confidence and the boldness of a transformed life. I said, I'll tell you this. I know who my father is. So you give me a chance. And in 12 months, I'm going to be the rookie salesman of the year. And when I'm the rookie salesman of the year, it's going to make you look good to your boss. This, he sat back and said, he sat back and looked at me like, I, I, I guess I got to try it. I guess I got to hire you, man. So right, he, right. Hired me, uh, he hired me and gave me a shot. And regionally in the, in the state of Michigan, uh, there was there was a young lady in the, in the Detroit area who who was the rookie of the year, but she transformed, she trans, she tra she came, she transferred from like Atlanta. So she was experienced in this. Right. And so she won rookie of the year and I was right behind her. And he, he, my sales manager came and wrapped his arms around me and said, I'll take that. That's good enough for me. So, <laughs> and so for me, it was really understanding that uh, God has us and, and we can speak those things that be not, but it's even more than speaking. We can actually step into places and spaces and God will provide us with everything that we need. And, and so we can really begin to create this new life in Christ Jesus based yeah. on the desires of our heart. And so uh, if, 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 think about this. If God is a good father and I have children, if I want to give them and bless them, how much more? I'm my heavenly father, give yeah. and bless us with things that we want to do that are positive and that um, are, are, are good and that will help us raise families and help us build 
uh, uh, build our lives. And so that was always my the back in the back of my mindset. I would say, God, you've got to show me. You've got to direct me to the right people. Even when it came to cold calling or, or, or just dialing numbers, man, I pray in the morning. And when I dial that number, God, I need you to speak for me. I need you to, I need you to make sure that they hear something in me. And so I, I live my life through sonship, through, through understanding that my father is there. And he's concerned about every aspect of my life. Yes, sir. That's, that's amazing um, that literally your, your launching pad in whatever you do is always a position of faith and reliance reliance on God. So, but you also are willing to put in the work. So, and so when, when, um, when we talk about faith, we can't talk about faith absent work. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And so we don't obtain the faith through works, but if we have faith, we will surely work. That's it, right there. That's it. That's it. And and, and of course, I hear uh, super spiritual arguments, you know, and and it's funny, you know, but uh, when it's like, oh, yes, you know, it is by grace, you know, through faith that we have obtained. I I got that, right? Right. But it it also says that after we have done the the will of God, we have need of patience that we might obtain those promises. So right, before, right. You, before you take me to the promise, understand that there is that there was a doing after yeah. you have done the will right. of God. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's good. I, I think I think I think in the body of Christ. We become afraid of failing because we put our faith out there as God has to do this when when failing is a part is, is a process of winning. You, I mean, yes. the, the Bible says, and, and again, you're always going to have those super spiritual people who, who challenge that. But to be honest, life is the best teacher. And so right. when you I, I, I tell I tell those that I mentor, fail often and learn quickly. Yes. So you fail often and learn quickly because life is the best teacher. And the more you fail, the more you're going to learn. And the more you build your life based on the failures because you turn those failures into lessons and you grow from them. Uh, but that's a, that's a dynamic that the church, they don't get yet because they're scared of failing. They're scared of what they're going to look like if it doesn't happen for them right then and there. And it's that's okay right. to fail because you learn through the failure, you learn what not to do. And it builds your faith and your perseverance and your endurance. And that's what we need. So you don't quit after the first time you fail. You don't quit when you when you, when you started the business and it didn't work. You just learn what not to do the next time. Yes, sir. And so those are some, those, that's just a nugget that I, I like to tell uh, uh, believers that fa- there's nothing wrong with failure. We learn through failure. God understands. We teach our children through failure. We let them fall. We let them scratch it. We let them experience that because they learn to be careful. Absolutely. You you are speaking about sonship. And it immediately brought me to um, the principle that you're you're teaching in man zone. Uh, When you're cultivating and you become a trusted voice that men lean on. Uh, to become better fathers, to become better husbands, to become better men, uh, to develop their spirituality. Uh, 
Talk to me about that man zone. Where where does that, I know it comes from a vision from God, but take me to that moment. Like allow yeah. me into, bring me into your space uh, when God drops this uh, revelation or idea and you say, I'm going to call it man zone. Like take me through that process. I was, thank you so much. And I, I love man zone. And, and I'm a sports guy. I'm a big sports guy. I grew up playing sports. And uh, a lot of my growth as a man came in, in the locker room. All right. Um, I, I didn't, I, I grew up in a single parent home. And so a, a lot of things that I've learned about being a man, about what you can do, about what you can't do, um, came in the locker room. And so I spent my life growing up in the locker room. And I, I'm going to just share this. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go rated R. I'm just going to go a little PG-13. But in the locker room was the first place that I was able to be okay being naked. Because, right. you know, when you first go to gym, you go to the locker room, and the gym teacher or coach tells you you've got to take a shower. Now, you've been at home with your mother all your life where you can go in the bathroom and close the door. But now you got to get naked in front of people. I say this all the time. The locker room taught me how to be open and transparent and naked before my brothers to where I didn't have to hide anything anymore. So Man Zone was created because in Christian relationships as pastors, we weren't being transparent and we weren't being honest and we weren't being genuine. We would, we would dress everything up and present it to our brothers. And I, I create a God dropped man zone in my heart for a place where we can like a locker room where men can come together and not physically get naked, but spiritually be transparent and spiritually be naked to where I see you and you see me and everything is still fine. We're not judging. We're not comparing. We're just men that can be transparent and have, because in the locker room is where those relationships were really forged. Yes. This is where you win and you celebrate in the locker room or you lost in the game and you cry together in the locker room. It was so, so man zone for me was about creating a locker room space where men can be men again. That's amazing. There can be no transformation without first transparency. That's it. That's and, it. And we cannot fix a problem that you're afraid to share. Uh, it it's like, um, and I laugh because you know some of the uh, senior citizens um, who go to the doctor. Like I have, there are elderly people in my family. We take to the doctor, right? Okay. Or, right. And uh, what I what I what I laugh about is the doctor doesn't know half of the issues that. <laughs> the elderly person is facing right but even before the doctor comes in the room when that door cracks open we we subconsciously sit up mm-hmm. straight yep that's right posture and when the doctor asks you well how you doing well you know i'm doing pretty good you know walking around the house weekend, we are literally at the doctor because you are not feeling well and Thank you. uh and where we are, uh, it is important because when a man opens his heart, specifically doing the work with men, transformative, transformative work with men, when a man decides to open his heart, he has given you an opportunity that very few people in in his lifetime. Right, right. Come on. That's it. That's true. In his lifetime will ever have. Yeah. Yeah, if a if a brother opens his heart 
and tells you where he is limping. Mm-hmm. Because if you're out there, world, everybody has a limp. Yes, yes. And when you get in an environment where you can be strengthened, it is important, men, to not hide behind, I'll even say it, don't hide behind your praise. Come on, come on. Don't hide behind your daps. Well, we're in COVID now, so you're what ups or whatever. Don't hide behind the atmosphere. Right. That you don't engage the love that's there for you. That, that's so good. So when we created Man Zone, we got rid of titles. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not hiding behind titles. And so I would put their names on there and they would, they would send it, Apostle this, Bishop this, and on the flyer, it would just have the name they mama gave. <laughs> that's, right. that's all we're doing. That, that's all. We're not hiding behind titles anymore. Yeah. Everybody's going, this is, this is the locker room. You are, we're, we're all the same in here. We, we, we all put on the same T-shirt. You can't, you can't wear something different than what we have on right here. And that right. was hard in the beginning because, put it like this, people showed up with their, with their um, armor bears uh, to the rooms. And I had to ask them, listen, this is not for the armor bear. You're safe. This is just, I need to talk to the pastors. You don't need your armor bear in here with us right now. But right. I was really trying to break that, that crutch that people leaned on to yes. feel good about themselves and to hide behind certain things. And so we stripped all that off because the idea was that we would be transparent, we would yep. be open, we would not hide anything, and we will allow the other person to see to see who I am and see my limp and see where I need help. Um, and from there, we can help you heal. We can minister because through re- relationships matter. Through relationships, we can get stronger and we can, we can, we, God can, can deal with some of those areas in our life that we've tried to hide. I know personally for me, that happened to me. There was two things that happened to me. If I can share those real quick. Absolutely. Okay. Two things that happened that helped me be both open and transparent uh, because I was like that. I was a pastor where I learned how to say it a certain way. I learned how to show up. I may be struggling with something, but when I got here, I, I put that smile on and I'm ready to go. And you know, I had a prophet from Chicago. We had a gathering and the power of God just hit me so strong and I was overwhelmed and, and I felt like crying. I felt like just letting it out and I held it back and I was, I was struggling to hold it back. And that prophet says, no, the people need to see you be vulnerable. They need to see you weep. You're, they need to see you weep before the Lord. And, and she kind of rebuked me afterwards, but that freed me. That's why I'll cry in a minute right now. I mean, listen, I don't hold that. I, I'm just transparent now. And that, that was one of the things that helped me stop hiding and saying you're a man or you're a pastor or you're an apostle. So you can't bow down and cry. You can't. I, I let that stuff go. After that moment, and when the people saw me bow down and saw me weep and saw me overwhelmed by the power and the presence of the Lord, it shifted our congregation. It shifted the environment. And so that that was one. And the other was a stronger rebuke um, through relationships that, um, that that I had with another other apostle. He may be listening. Apostle Daryl O'Neill, one of my good friends out of Chicago. 
He's been a man's own speaker. But it was times when we had a relationship or we said we had a relationship and he would call me or leave me a voicemail or text. And I'm the busy pastor, the busy apostle. So two, three days go by before I respond. And he finally told me, he was like, listen, man, you're not that busy. And that doesn't make me feel good about our relationship if you don't honor it by responding when I call you, when I leave you a voicemail. You're, you're not being honorable in our relationship. And it was a really, I mean, it was a straightforward conversation. Right. That, yeah. right. And it, it hit me like, you're right. He's calling me, leaving me voicemails, and I'm taking two, three days to call him back and, and, and using that pastor apostle. Hey, Doc, you know, I, you know I'll be busy. No, you're not that busy, man, because relationships matter, and you make time for what's important to you. And yes. so those are the two things that really humbled me and allowed me to say, okay, okay, oh, not Pastor Rod, not Apostle Rod. Rod, you've got to be better. There are certain things that you didn't understand and you're hiding behind. And people are calling you out on it. So so learn and grow and do better. <laughs> you know, so yes. No, those are two great lessons. Uh vulner the power of vulnerability yeah. and the power of accountability. Exactly. And, exactly. and uh, let's talk for a minute about that. So how important do you think that those two principles are, especially for leaders that lead leaders? Right. Right. How, how, how important is that? Uh, those two principles, vulnerability and accountability from the leader? Because generally when we talk about leadership, we're talking about that vertical perspective. Right. Yeah, so that right. those who are being led, mentored, right. coached are looking to the leader of that group. But how important is it for the leader of leaders to cast that wide net of vulnerability and accountability to those that follow them? I think it's really, I think it's uh, very, vitally important. Uh, Jesus being our prime example as the greatest leader that we've seen um, was very vulnerable. He said the greatest amongst, I, 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 I didn't come to be served I, I come to serve. And so yes. he walked with them. He slept with them. He ate with them. Um, that's he, he was accountable to them. He was vulnerable to them. He shared who he was and, and how he felt. And I think that's important. because. But those are real relationships. And I think that's where we have to grow. Because what has happened is when you are the leader and you're leading leaders, there's a fear that if I if they see cracks in my armor, if they see certain things about me, they will no longer follow me or they will no longer respect me. Uh, but that's why the relationship is so is so is so important, because as a father. Um, Noah, we saw Noah get drunk and yeah. we saw one of Noah's sons come and find him and laugh. And expose him. But two other sons saw his weakness and saw him vulnerable, and they wouldn't even look up on him. They they grabbed something and backed up and covered him up. And so leaders have to be vulnerable enough, but build that relationship and fight and know who you're dealing with, who you're leading, and teach them about it needs to go back and forth. So when I show when you show me who you are. I'm going to love you, protect you, and cover you. And when you see who I am, you're going to still love me, honor me, and protect me as well. 
And I think I think that has to be expressed and communicated. But now, now, brother, we're getting into the real nitty gritty of relationships. Yes. And, and, and we're, we're moving past what we're usually seeing into where God really wants us to go because relationships matter even more than we think they, they matter. So that that vulnerability is important because other than that, you're going to lead people and they never really know who you are. That's they, it. They, they never they, they never really even know who you are for real. And so something happens and they see something and they don't even know how to respond to you or respond to that because you only showed them your best you. That's you didn't right. show them who you really were. And so, that, that, so that's, that's, that's huge right there. And then the accountability factor is just that. Um, I, I'm a big accountability person. I'm a, I'm a loyalty type of person, um, to, probably to a fault. Uh, but, but I was like that when I was coming up to my leaders. You know, I, I want I want to let them know where I was, what what's happening in my life. What I, I'm just a, I just want to be. A, I don't want you to hear anything about me. I want to make sure everything. You need to be able to say, yeah, I, I talked I talked to uh, Minister Savage. He you know he let me know about that. I, I don't want anything to come to you that I didn't already tell you about. And That's right. So, but, but but that was just that was how I was raised. Uh, again, the enemy's doing some things and. He's trying to make lives be so private, and, and well, well, Pastor, that's really my personal life. No, none of it. No, what? What is none of this? Is your, all this is your personal life. This is all in our personal life. That's right. That's right. You know what? This is all of our personal life. church, Christianity, what we're building, the kingdom of God. This is all of our personal. Life. We don't get to leave certain things out. That's not real relationship. That's good. You know what I was thinking, Apostle? I was thinking um, a question. And I don't know if you will end up facilitating a workshop about this, um, but for leaders, the question would be, how well do you know your sons? That's good. Oh, and because what I have found is that people, and I'm saying this for a principle, people, please hear the principle. Uh, People who are impressed by who we are, are generally the people who are least impacted by what we do. That's good. That's good and right there. Because when you're impressed, impressed generally indicates a distance between what you see and where you are. Right, right. But when you are impacted by something, like I can be impressed uh, by a vehicle that's far away, or you know, I can be impressed by something, but it's the proximity to it is far. But if something hits me, if I'm impacted by something, it means I'm close up on it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It means that it had the ability, watch this, to touch my life. Yeah. And so the question that uh, I would have for the sons is how well do you know your father? Yeah, that's true. That's so true. And I think that when the father's, uh, when they talk about, of course, Bible talks about the son, the heart of the son being reconciled and all of those different things yeah. that has so much spiritual implication as well, because we see it in the world where people are starting to now distrust their fathers. Exactly. Exactly. And that that. Yeah, that's that's a sad state of affairs. Uh, I, I know Jesus was not he was not the disciples father, but in that relationship, um, when, when the scripture begins to talk about Jesus said some hard things, 
and a lot of the followers begin to leave him, he asked his disciples, are you going to leave me also? And yeah. they were like, where else where are we going to go? You, you where are we going? <laughs> right, where are we going? I know you said something hard, and it's hard for us to understand, but we have this relationship where you've revealed yourself. You've been vulnerable with us, and you've been accountable with us. And so, and life and death, we, we, we understand that you carry something that's important to our lives. And I think as fathers, the sons need to, and I, I, don't, I just thank God for that awareness. I'm very aware when I, when I engage someone where I know that they have something that I need. Yes. Well, God sent me here for a reason. So whatever the devil shows me to make me, to distract me or, or, or make me want to leave, I can't because... I, I was aware that it was something in, in he or she that God wants me to get. And so I, like you, I'm listening, I'm aware, I'm watching, I'm observing, and I'm, I'm ready to, to receive. But it was that same thing. Where am I going to go? And you have what I need. Yes, sir. Uh, and, 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 but that's an awareness that, that, you're, that, that he's sent by God and God sent you here. To receive, it's not just a church that you 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 join because you like the praise and worship or because you like the children's ministry. That's not why you should be there. You should be there because God led you there, and that is where God wants you to be nurtured, trained, activated, discipled, and that's where God wants you to grow. So when it comes to growth and maturity, there's going to be some uncomfortable feelings there. There's going to be some times when the father or the parent has to say things to you that you that make you uncomfortable or that you may not like. But that's a part of the maturation process. It's a part of you growing. It's a part of your discipleship. This, and, and I think that's where we have to go for a church, because I know for me, I'm called to leaders. Yes. I'm, I'm called to people who. Who, and because everybody, let me just say this, even for your viewers, and, and hopefully it'll bless somebody and unlock something on the inside of them. Everybody is not normal. Everybody is not average. The world is trying to push everything down. There are, there's, there's greatness in many people, and they're not afraid of walking into that greatness. They're not, they're just, it's a, I was one of them. I believe that you're one of them, and I believe there are many more that are not, they know is something in them where God has not called them to be average. God has not called them to be that, live that mundane life. Some people believe that God, you created me and it's something special on the inside of me. I can accept that. I can walk in. It's not arrogance. It's not being proud. It, it, it's, it's not pride. It's simply an awareness that I feel something on, just like you listen, it was something that leaped in me when I heard uh, her voice. It was something that I feel on the inside of me that leaps when I hear certain things, when I'm exposed to certain things, when certain things are preached. And it lets you know it's something in me that's waiting to be birthed. And I need to get to a midwife, somebody that can help me push this thing forward because I don't know how to give birth to this thing on my own. And I believe that God has placed fathers in the earth and midwives and mothers in the earth that can help people push until that, till they give birth to that thing that's needed for that generation and needed for their family and needed for that community and needed for that country or for that nation. And so, I, and I don't, I, I know I've, I've kind of shifted there, but I felt that, that, that you, that you have this drawing board where things are 
created and things are figured out and things are mastermind and things. This is important to this generation because we're living in a time of creativity. We need to create now for the next 40, 50 years. Everything is changing right now. And so I, I don't, I, I don't want to leave this into a, a, a different place, but I really felt that there are people listening to you, brother, that, that they're, they're not average. And if they are, they don't want to be. They're, they're waiting to hear something that unlocks their destiny, that unlocks their purpose, that unlocks that thing that, that has just been hidden for so long. Oh, no, listen, there, there are no apologies on the drawing board. When God moves you and that, that unction comes over you, uh, I, that's what, hey, I release you, man, to you, as you are already speaking to the people. And I received that prophetic word. I received that encouragement. And here's what I believe by faith. I believe that as you were exhorting that somebody was giving birth and yes. they were looking for somebody that could help them push somebody that can help them uh, birth what God has placed on the inside yeah. of them, because on the inside of us is something that the world needs. In fact, it says the creature, the creature moaneth, it yearneth right. for the manifestation that the, the world right. is waiting for you to become all that God has called you to be yeah. because they need what you have now, here's, here's where we have an obligation is that after christ has birthed that through you it is time for you to now give glory back to god right that's it that's it because where he leads you where you only dreamt of going when he manifests the things that you were only believing by faith right. we have to make sure that we give credit to the one who sent it so okay. as we step out as a sent one once we get there, we have to give credit to the one who did the sending. That's it. No, that, that's, that's so true. Because the way God is, the, earth, the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth, he's giving to, the, he's giving to man. And so God will use men in great ways, but always expecting them to understand it, it, was, it, was, it was him. It was him who allowed you to do that. And God will allow us to have titles, to do great. I, to, to this day, Moses is called a deliverer when we know God delivered the children. Yes, but, sir. But, but, but God will allow us to do great things, to step into a posture or position and to own that thing and have everybody else say, Mo, they, man, David killed a thousand, saw a thousand and David, ten, this is how it was. God yes. allows his men of God to receive honor and because because I've given the earth to man, but he wants to make sure that you remember who raised you up, who empowered you, who, who, who graced you, who, yes. who strengthened you, who, you know, God wants you to remember that and always give him the, and always give him the glory. So I think that's a very good point because that false humility is not what God is looking for. God is looking for you to step into greatness and be great. Yes. Just don't lose your mind and think it was you who caused this to happen. But just oh, yes. be grateful that God continues to open because the more glory that you give God, the more gratitude that you live, wake up with, the more thanksgiving that you offer from your lips, God will continue to open new doors for you. And it will begin to blow your mind. God, I'm, I'm a young boy from Muskegon Heights, 
Muskegon Heights, Michigan. My city is 10,000 people. But when, when I'm preaching to hundreds and hundreds of people in South Africa, or I'm in Honduras, and I'm all over the country, listen, I know it was God that did that. I give God the praise and the glory. I know I had nothing to do other, other, than, the, other than accept the call and then begin to, to intentionally embrace it and walk in it. And say, God, if you want to use me, use me. And, and, and so I think what you, that point that you made is very important. When greatness is there, God doesn't mind. God wants you to be great. God wants you to do great things. God doesn't want you to always talking about, well, I, I, if, it, if it be the will of God. God wants you to understand what you're called to do and then step into it and do it. Yes, sir. Well, listen, believe it or not, and we didn't even get to the leftover shenanigans. We didn't oh, man, get leave, leave, leave that. Leave, leave. No, but, but if I had to give um, what I'll call this message, this conversation, a title, I would give it Dominion Mandate. And so as we are in the middle of September, we're transitioning on. Uh, You and I both know uh, that we're getting ready on the Jewish calendar to enter into the new year. Um, And, uh, you know, the earth shifts around that, uh, that things are happening spiritually. Um, And so here's what I'm charging everyone uh, going into the new year's, their new year's resolution, uh, their new year's decision is to take the dominion mandate that Apostle Rod has put out today. He's going to develop a curricula around that. But (laughs) but we got, and he may already have one. Um, But with the dominion mandate, uh, we have about two minutes left, Apostle. Um, I just want you to, and I know giving an Apostle a mic with two minutes left, but what I want you to just share, man, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, What are, what, how can they follow you? How can they tune in to your weekly messages? Yes, thank you so much. Let me give a shout out to my lovely wife, uh, Prophet Siobhan Savage. I know she's listening. I know she's watching. And yes. she, lets me, she lets me eat her leftovers. So I got to make sure I shout her out and love on her. So Yes, sir. Um, but, but I can be reached. Um, number one, uh, Facebook is a great way. I, I'm the senior. My son is junior. So Rodney L. Savage, senior. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, where we do our live broadcast uh, through our Facebook um, um, our Facebook platform. Um, listen, but 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 following following me, you can also grab you can also grab the book on Amazon.com, The Power of Momentum on Amazon.com yes. as well. Amazon.com, Rodney L. Savage, The Power of Momentum. This book will bless you uh, because my 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 whole heart, my my desire is to really inspire the the, the body of Christ to go further than they've gone before and really believe God that, that, that they can accomplish some, some great things. So, so that, that's the, listen, I'm right here in Muskegon, Michigan. Our church is uh, 16 years in Muskegon, Michigan, but Rodney L. Savage Sr. on Facebook is the best way. Uh, you know, I, I'm turning 55 on the 19th of this month. So I don't know all right. about all that Instagram and, and, and I don't <laughs> know about all that stuff, man. Oh, I yeah, do have yeah. a Twitter account that I never go on, but Facebook is the best way to follow me until we create the podcast and what you're doing right here, man, which, which again, it's an honor to be on here. Yes, sir. Well, it, it has definitely been a blessing to have you on. I think Dr. Patrice was up to something. Uh, yeah. And uh, again, I give her, um, you know, the credit for making that connection. Um, your, your wife, man, is a powerhouse prayer warrior, my brother. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, Amen. Listen, and I've been able to tune in uh, sometimes and, and you can tell uh, the fragrance of a prayer life 
uh, man, a powerful prayer life comes off. So if anybody needs any major breakthroughs, you need to get with the savages and they'll definitely pray deliverance for you. Um, <laughs> so as, as we get ready to uh, close out this podcast, time is far spent. I have one thing to remind everybody. I want you to take dominion yes. in knowing this, that your future is not behind you. It is not be- before you. It is within you. Again, Apostle, God bless you. Thank you for coming on. To everybody else, peace.